Uh, welcome to Mary's Seat of Wisdom podcast. It's called Quarantine. Uh, my name is Deacon Kevin. And uh, today being a special day, again, happy Good Friday to everyone. And uh, being a special day, we have a special guest. Uh, we have along with me today is uh, the very reverend uh, Father <laughs> Ron Kalis. Father Ron, welcome. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, nice opportunity to visit with all the folks and send them a message of uh, good cheer as we go through this quarantine now, uh, hoping they're staying close with each other and with the Lord these days. And thanks to Mary Seat for providing all sorts of wonderful opportunities uh, for people to uh, have the Eucharist uh, via the uh, uh, TV situations, masses from the the parish church there so that's good and then these podcasts which go all over and i've listened to some and uh, i've even uh, read a beautiful um, letter or message from uh, a young woman uh, who's graduating from high school and her experiences that helen magali shared uh, on her crooks messaging that goes out uh, i think her name was uh, michelle cones k-o-n-s Oh, what a beautiful thing that was. So let's get on with it, Kevin. All right, Father Ron. So today being Good Friday, I thought we would focus on uh, the cross or the crucifix. Um, Saying, you know, the cross or the crucifix evokes an incredible wide amount of meaning and emotion, certainly symbolism in Christianity uh, and our own faith, Catholicism. And, you know, the entire world throughout of history. Um, and that connection of the cross and the crucifix is in ways, a lot of ways it's the same over the thousands of years and a lot of ways it's changed. So I like to discuss Jesus, the cross and in reference to culture, places, our churches, our homes, and essentially our hearts and our faith. So starting off, um, Father Ron, I read a quote from uh, a theology professor in her book, uh, The Cross, History, Art, and Controversy. She said that the, the cross is a defining symbol of Christian faith, and the cross recognized globally as a sign of love, lost salvation and gratitude, and depicted in churches and art around the world. Um, you know, you wonder, at the very beginning of our faith, the, the cross or the crucifix wasn't even a symbol of our faith. It was... It was a dove or a, a ship or an anchor, um, and, and it really came to be closely over uh, the, by the fourth century. It really didn't come into as a symbol. Yeah, it was seen as this terrible instrument of torture, especially in Roman times. And any depiction of a cross that eventually came was a glorious one because those Christians saw it as a symbol of redemption and forgiveness. Uh, So it took a while to come to that. But ever since then, it's been interesting, all the various aspects of the cross that we've seen throughout the ages. Just touching a little bit on the history of the cross or the crucifixes, maybe we should just define right up front for some people, uh, the cross does not have the corpus on it. Um, the crucifix does have the corpus on it. Yes. Um, 
in many of the early crosses, actually the corpus didn't show up on the cross until the sixth century. Um, it was viewed the crucifixion itself by the early Christian. It was such a, uh, a torturous death and left for criminals and rebels. Uh, I thought it was interesting. The Romans really tried to quell, use it as a, as a point of quelling rebellions. Uh, and here the ironic part of it, um, we utilize it and it's utilized in the Christian faith around the world of evoking something totally different. Right. That's right. It took a while for that to develop. But uh, since that time, it has a rich, rich history. One of the things, the history of what we've come to is, um, you know, I think we've gone almost full circle. I, I know we were talking earlier and we mentioned that, you know, it's it's almost becoming uh common and it, it doesn't it sometimes it doesn't have the reverence that it once did i mean it's on billboards um it's used as fashion and articles of clothing and jeans or jackets or even handbags sometimes having little or nothing to do with faith at all and i don't know one yeah, of my sometimes kind of a, a talisman of sorts that you have around for good luck um so many of these crosses you can see when you're driving uh, hanging from the rear view mirror in the car. You hope uh, that, uh, you know, people looking at that will uh, you know, use it as a symbol of God's love for them and forgiveness uh, rather than just a kind of a good luck charm that they won't get into some terrible accident. It reminds me of the St. Christopher medals that were so popular in, uh, in many of our cars for a while. And then he was... Uh, Desainted, if you will, and, and people started putting them back in their cars. I don't know. There's a bit of a controversy on that. But uh, as an aside, I, I'm thinking about you know the crosses that I have. You know, I have, have them in my car, hanging from the rearview mirror. Um, and you know, for me, it's a reminder. You, as I said, maybe in our earlier conversation, you know, it's like you see baseball players or rap stars or anyone else, and you're right. The hope is that I don't know what's in their heart, and the hope that it is a symbol of their love of Jesus and their love of God. You know, Kevin, you and I talked a little bit about the San Damiano cross. I'd like to just uh, share with that. It uh, was an iconic cross. Besides Jesus on the cross, there are other figures represented there. Angels in adoration, uh, Mary, Jesus' mother, St. John the Evangelist, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Clopas. Uh, who were present at Calvary. There are also depictions there of Longinus, uh, the centurion who pierced Jesus' heart. And at the very top, you have uh, resurrected Jesus, jumping, as it were, as he's carrying the cross, surrounded by uh, angels who obviously are praising uh, the uh, crucifixion and what it brought to us. And it was very much associated with Francis of Assisi, who was praying in the church of St. Damiano when he heard this message, rebuild my church. And he thought it meant rebuild the church where he was present to because it was in disrepair. In time, he came to see that it meant rebuilding the church uh, universally. 
and the Franciscan community then that formed around Francis went out and evangelized. And uh, bringing it to our own situation, this has been the symbol of Renew My Church process in the Archdiocese of Chicago now. This San Damiano cross reminding us of the evangelization that needs to happen now as we look at our parishes and try to uh, bring them together in this uh, effort to evangelize. So that Damiano cross was given to each priest in the archdiocese when uh, this process began a few years ago. And it is the symbol of what we are trying to accomplish today, even as that first Damiano cross inspired uh, Francis of Assisi and the community of Franciscans and Dominicans in his day to do the same. So, Ron, your, your comment about rebuilding in the San Damiano Cross also brings me to um, kind of a, mo- a more modern day example of that is the Ground Zero Cross. Uh, it was a huh. bar that was found uh, at the site of the, the dis- one of the destructions of the, um, of the Twin Towers. And the workers basically erected this T-bar, which is the shape of a Latin cross, and uh, it quickly became uh, a a place, a source of solace and energy, um, the sign of rebuilding. And uh, shortly after that, during the the rebuilding and the cleanup process on that site, uh, they were conducting masses uh, under that cross once a week, Catholic masses. Uh-huh. You know, we understand it, it's Jesus' sacrifice as a point of pain and fear and suffering. Um, but out of that, obviously, without Jesus' suffering, the sacrifice, uh, Easter doesn't happen on Sunday, right? Right. Yes. There's no Easter without a Good Friday, as we've said uh, many, many times. So it's a picture of all human suffering moving, moving to that eventual victory. And what a great symbol that is for us at this particular time with the coronavirus and those who are uh, afflicted by it and those who care for them. So what about a little closer to home, like Christ in our home and the crucified Christ in our home or the cross in our home and in our hearts? You know, you touched a little bit on the power of that. And, you know, I kind of walked around my house when I was preparing for this and I started looking at all of my religious objects religious art, things that I've had of devotion, art devotion, if you will. And I think I have more crosses than anything, the crosses and crucifixes. And I, and I started really contemplating about when I received those, who I received them from, what was the occasion, and um, how important that is in my life and the connection to that cross. Could you talk a little bit about, you know, why, why maybe it's important to have maybe a crucifix in your home? Right. Uh, I think we've gotten away from that. I, I know when I was um, moving into this house where I live now, uh, this wonderful woman who helped me uh, assemble things, where to put the furniture, where to hang some pictures. And then she said to me, well, what kind of artwork would you like to have in your house, considering, you know, the fact that you're a priest? So uh, it was an interesting question that was asked. And uh, eventually, of course, I have various objects uh, depicting uh, religious symbolism in my house. But I think a lot of people kind of have gotten away from that or they hide it somewhere. Maybe it's hanging in a bedroom or something like that. I think we shouldn't be 
uh, ashamed to to put some uh, religious symbolism, perhaps close to a door, uh, because when you enter the house, you see that, and it reminds you of the blessings that you have received and the blessings of the people who live there, and perhaps just to engage folks in a moment of reflection or a short moment of prayer asking God's blessing on your home and all those who live there. Let's finish up maybe about a discussion about cross or the crucifix, what it means to us or Jesus in our hearts, essentially. And one of the things I was thinking about, um, kind of what you mentioned about not having anything that reminds us of our faith. Um, I think the worst thing that we can do is uh, in the world is have an indifference to the cross. Society pushes more and more you know, to, uh, away from faith, I think having an indifference to the cross is, is very dangerous. There was a very interesting situation that happened a couple of years ago in uh, Rolling Meadows and Arlington Heights. A certain gentleman who was very much atheistic objected to the placement of a crash scene uh, on village property. And I think that happened in Park Ridge, too. Uh, and it was transferred... Uh, from the village property into in front of the uh, church in that central area near the railroad station now. But uh, the folks in that Rolling Meadows area were so uh, hurt by this uh, uh, legalistic attempt to get rid of the crush that they all put crosses that Christmas tide on their front lawns and put lights on them and all the way and all the rest to uh, speak their faith, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. You hope that the gentleman who caused the issue might have been drawn to take a second look at what faith is all about. You hope so. And I think that's perhaps displaying crosses, even in our homes, uh, reminds us of that, what a blessing we have and how we are to use our gifts and talents to share, even as Jesus shared with us. I think I want to get your thought out as we conclude would be, it was a comment that just not necessarily related to the cross, but I think it's how I sometimes feel that I approach the cross. It's the scariest place I don't want to go is where the wisdom is, and that's what sets you free. And I think coming to the cross, we see it as a source of salvation, a source of life, uh, and a source of answers. Yes. Well, my own take on that is it's this great symbol of God's love for us, in case we ever doubt that, or in our stumbling, as we all do, uh, to look at that and re- remember, you know, that that mercy and forgiveness is there. And it's a symbol and a sign. Okay, start again. Start again. You are forgiven. Uh, go back. Pick up what you've let, lost and reach out. Um, that's what it speaks to me uh, of well, Ron, I think we're all out of time. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, what I'd ask before a final blessing, this Good Friday from you for uh, all the folks listening in today. All right. Yeah. By the cross and resurrection, may we all come to know the love of God and the inspiration that he brings to us. So that during these difficult times, uh, while we're isolated, yet we can reach out in ways of caring through phone calls and uh, messages that we send and videos that we can see each other to build up this uh, love of God while we're going through the 
difficult time that we are in. And may the blessing of Almighty God be with us all, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Ron. Mary C's Quarantined is a Mary C's of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.